Hello and welcome to Any Given Sunday Dynasty League Pod. This is our quick-hitting draft series. We're going to go through the top names of this year's 2021 Devi Draft. We're going to do it quick, concise, and fast on our feet. The objective of this is just to get you comfortable with the names that we'll be drafting here in a couple of weeks. Less than 100 days away from the NFL Draft, things are heating up. Don't know if you were able to watch the uh, Senior Bowl this year. You didn't miss much. But a lot, was, a lot more was on the line than usual. We're not going to spend very long talking about the Senior Bowl as I want to get into the main meat of what we're doing today. But I will just give you a couple of quick hitters. One, Ramondre Stevenson looked like a pass-blocking fiend. That's a name you need to keep an eye on. I know there's been a lot of discussion about it in the chat. But I'll tell you what, there are very few players that I plant my flag on. This is one of them I do. I believe that he has every tool necessary that with a good landing spot could really break out as maybe even a day two running back pick. Another name to keep your eye on, and I'm not going to spend time on this because if you watch any talking head on any major news channel, you already know it. Dwayne Eskridge, wide receiver out of Western Michigan University, probably cemented himself as a top 25 NFL pick. Uh, he's been incredible with his production numbers, his production profile, his breakout age. All of these things are what we look for. He's gotten them all, and I think he's going to be a star. But the name that really stuck out to me this weekend was Demetric Felton, the transitioning running back out of UCLA to wide receiver. He's doing the opposite of what Antonio Gibson did last year coming out of Memphis. His production profile fits both as a runner but also as a pass catcher. He's going to be kind of a gadget player in the vein of a Tavon Austin, of a Corderell Patterson, uh, with tremendous upside. But I think there's always tremendous downside with those kind of players. Sure, he could turn into Naheem Hines. He could become or transition into a, you know, um, Austin Eckler. But the reality is that he could also turn into a Tavon Austin, be out of the league in a couple of years, a Steve Slayton. So he's a high-risk, high-reward kind of guy who really demonstrated good route running and separation during the, the Senior Bowl. I think the biggest travesty is that Kellen Mond, quarterback out of A&M, got the MVP. If you watch that game for any length of time, he could not complete even little passes. His opening swing route pass out to the right to Amari, Ro uh, Amari Cooper, excuse me, uh, Amari Rogers, was over to the left of the body of the receiver. I mean, not to say anything rude against him, but my, my professional experience as a quarterback consists of one single A intramural football league and I could have made that pass. Kellen Mond looked rattled. He looked scared. He was constantly overthrowing. His feet were never settled. He was always looking to escape the pocket and run. And I think that really looked bad on him. Sure, he had the greatest stat line because he played almost 11 more snaps than any other quarterback. But Kellen Mond, don't get high on that name. Don't get high on this quarterback class in general. Really disappointed with what we saw uh, this, this year at the Senior Bowl from that class. But today what we're going to do is do a quick-hitting draft series where we're going to go through the top 15 quarterbacks in Devi. Now, this list is my list, so I hope it'll spark some conversation. There may be some disagreement. But this is just kind of a way for us to look ahead at who is going to be kind of the keynote guys of these quarterback classes over the next couple of years. Maybe they will influence you to go do some research. Maybe you'll hear a name that's higher than you expect or lower than you expect. And maybe you'll do your own research and come away with a different conclusion. My goal is not to tell you what to think, but just get us thinking. Before we jump into that, I do want to offer two quick draft strategies when it comes to rookie, uh, rookie drafts and quarterbacks. When I first uh, started doing Dynasty and Devi Fantasy, 
I took on a model of approach called a hyper-fragile quarterback drafting scheme. Basically, the way this works is you draft a high-end quarterback and roll your dice that he's going to be your guy. Don't spend too much on depth unless you're in super flex, and just trust that your guy is going to be the guy. About two or three years ago, I began to transition out of that to something called value drafting, value-based quarterback drafting. And that's kind of the model that I use now. A hyper approach means that if you have a first couple of picks in a first round, go after your guy. Go after the guy that you think can anchor your team. Especially for our two new expansion drafters, this idea could be very tempting. There is pros and there is cons. One, if you do hit, you probably hit on a franchise guy. Downside, if you don't hit, you've passed up on some tremendous running back and wide receiver value instead. But value-based drafting is what's interesting. In probably my most successful uh, dynasty league that I'm in, here have been my draft picks since the year 2017. Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Daniel Jones, Jordan Love, and Tua Tagovailoa. The, the, the model I use is pretty simple. In the second round, I target a guy who has fallen, who was drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. But I target players who are behind shaky starters, so they're not going to start their career on top. Patrick Mahomes had Alex Smith. Deshaun Watson wasn't projected to start his first six games. Then you have other guys, Lamar Jackson, who was behind Joe Flacco, Daniel Jones behind Eli Manning, Jordan Love behind Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert um, behind Tyrod Taylor, and Tua Tagovailoa behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, all of these guys had the potential to start eventually, but they didn't have the initial success. Target those guys. Sure, you'll get hit with the Daniel Jones every once in a while, but you'll also hit on Mahomes. Sure, you'll, you'll get Jordan Loved every once in a while, but you also get Justin Herbert. This, this scheme and this model of drafting is saying, basically, I'm going to take a higher upside play and not pass up on the, the higher quality positional assets like running backs and wide receivers while really getting into that second or third round and trying to find my guy. Whichever model you take this year, make sure you understand the pros and cons of it. On the hyper-fragile, you'll get your guy, probably the guy. But on the downside, you're passing up on other talent. If you try the value-based model, then what you're, what you're passing up on is the guy in hopes that you get a guy. Whatever you decide to do, and if you're interested in a quarterback, I hope this list helps you out. Even if you're not, keep a listen to it. And uh, let me know what you think. Number one quarterback this year in Devi is obviously Trevor Lawrence Clemson, uh, draft class 2021. Nothing needs to be said there. Dude's an absolute stud. He's proven it at every level uh, from the time he was in high school being one of the highest rated composite scorers in the 24-7 recruiting database ever. Uh, he did it all three years at a high level, completing a high percentage um, of his passes. But mainly what I love is that he never was afraid to take the deep shot. Even early on in his freshman year, the man just knew the game, and he proved it. These last two years, the thing that's helped his draft uh, status the most is his ability to improve on the ground. Uh, very Patrick Mahomes-esque, Patrick Mahomes' last year in college, where he really adapted and, and added that to his repertoire. Will I see Trevor Lawrence running quarterback powers in the NFL? Absolutely not. Could you see him break out and try to get a couple of yards on a scramble? Yes, and he'll do it at a high level. Justin Fields was a hard one for me here at number two. I almost actually dropped him to number three. Uh, these last couple games, he's really struggled. He shows glimpses of what he can be, but I believe he's more of a project than people let on. Um, you know, he, he had the later breakout as a quarterback in college, and he showed some tremendous upside his entire career. Statistically, probably one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game of football. Um, you just look at his numbers, and they're gaudy. 40 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, one year. I mean, these are these are numbers that will blow uh, blow anyone's mind, plus what he's able to do effectively on the ground. 
I think that depending on landing spot, Justin Fields could be a high, high, uh, high valued draft asset this year, but he may go to a team like the Jets where it takes him a couple years to find value. Speaking of someone who's going to take a little bit to find value, uh, my number three quarterback is Spencer Radler out of Oklahoma. He's draft class is 2022. This kid has a cannon of an arm. Uh, he's quick on his feet, makes quick reads, and he's with the quarterback whisperer. Uh, I mean, just look at what the quarterbacks coming out of Lincoln Riley's system have done over the last couple of years. You have Baker Mayfield, you have Kyler Murray, and you have uh, you have Jalen Hurts, who won the starting job from a MVP candidate just two years before. Uh, I really like everything about Spencer Radler. His game is very complete. His quick decision-making is what's helpful, although right now the thing he's got to work on is he's got to settle in his feet. Uh, when the pocket begins to break down ahead of him, he steps up and he's never able to settle, so he often throws off his front foot or will try to do a different arm angle than he's comfortable doing, and that has led to some really dumb mistakes on his part. But everything else I love about this kid. Another quarterback from the 2022 class comes in at number four, Keaton Slovis out of USC. Uh, I really, really like his game. Uh, he has a lot of receiving weapons around him, and he's, he's making the most of it. The thing about him is he does not make dumb mistakes uh, in crucial moments. There's been so many situations where he just makes the right call. The downside is he often becomes checked down Charlie. Not uh, not wanting to push the ball too far down the field. Um, I think that was due to some of his early career uh, failures uh, in trying too much. But uh, Keaton Slovis comes in at number four. Number five, Zach Wilson, the darling out of BYU. Uh, he's in this year's draft class, 2021. A lot of people think he's actually going to get it drafted ahead of Justin Fields uh, in the actual NFL draft. But don't get, I don't know, just be careful. Zach Wilson comes from a long pedigree of BYU, Boise State, etc. quarterbacks who put up incredible numbers and get a lot of people excited but then fail at the next level. Zach Wilson was the, f the focal point of that offense and though he did very very good at it he ran a very easy one to two read scheme. He never really had to check through his progressions. They were all quick read um, short passes and though he did go deep they were designed deep plays uh, what, what, what they call pot shots where it's just designed to go deep. Um, he's not had to really command an offense, nor has he really had to go through all of his progressions and all of his reads. Week four this year uh, kind of, to me, told the story. When they decided, the defense decided to just lock down their first read following Zach Wilson's eyes, and he really struggled to develop. He was able to still put up good numbers, but I think that's something that, uh, that a lot of NFL teams are going to have to work on him with, not just sticking to his first progression, but trusting his process. Uh, number five, we have... I'm sorry, number six, we have DJ Uagalele out of Clemson, class 2023. Uh, this guy has everything you look for, the immeasurables, the composition score, the recruiting pred uh, pedigree, the school landing spot, his size, his arm strength, and now we even have a little bit of production to see here in his freshman year. He looks like he is going to be a bona fide star coming out of Clemson. Uh, everything I see about him, I like. I actually have him lower than a lot of Debbie experts on my list just because I'm higher on some other people like Keaton Slovis and Zach Wilson. Uh, I was listening to a podcast just yesterday in which DJ Uagalele was considered the third best quarterback overall. This guy has all the intangibles. He reminds me a lot of a physical Dante Culpepper. However, Dante Culpepper also was comped to another bust, uh, Jamarcus Russell. So I think DJU has a lot to prove, a lot to show. He has the arm strength, he has the intangibles, he has the mobility. Let's see what he can do over his next three years at Clemson. Coming in at number seven, Mac Jones, Alabama quarterback who is uh, really rising up the draft boards with his leadership and his performances at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Mac Jones fits the mold to me of everything you want. I think he's going to be a phenomenal starter. He reminds me a lot of Alex Smith, uh, Alex Smith's profile coming out of Utah. 
I believe Mac Jones has all of the necessary physical attributes. He has the leadership. He has the decision-making. The one thing I question is he has some problem with some zip on the deep ball. And sometimes, sometimes he, he is so immobile that it becomes a detriment. He has the speed. He has the athleticism, but he's so preoccupied with trying to stand in the pocket. When the pocket begins to collapse around him, how will he do? He's not behind Alabama's offensive line anymore. He's not behind um, this, this stellar unit. When he goes to an NFL team and he's immediately pressured more than he has been, how is his decision-making going to hold up? How is his arm strength going to change? Will he uh, become immobile? Will he become a sack machine? I, I'm really interested to see what he can do in the pros, though I'm a lot higher on him than I am a lot of other prospects in the 2021 class. Coming in at number eight is Sam Howell, North Carolina quarterback, uh, draft class 2022. Sam Howell is uh, actually falling on a lot of people's boards, as he is as mine, um, he had an incredible offense around him and he still didn't produce to the level we were hoping for. We were really hoping for this breakout, truly breakout season. He looks like a pro ready quarterback. He just fits the bill, but there was so many times where he could have proven it to us and he didn't. So Sam Howell is dropping a little bit on my list. Number nine, we have Trey Lance out of North Dakota state. He's not even 21 years old coming out in the 2021 draft class. This is kind of the most polarizing figure that you're going to hear about over the next couple of weeks. Trey Lance not playing any real talent at all. I <laughs> uh, was able to put up some gaudy numbers both on the ground and through the air. I have a lot of question marks, though, with his passing game. He's going to be a developmental prospect for sure at the next level. Trey Lance's ability to throw is unprecedented. I mean, he has an incredible arm, ridiculously strong, but all of his passes go low, which means he holds it in his hand too long. That means there's a mechanical issue there that, that coaches at the next level are going to have to work through. Um, I was watching some of his tape just yesterday and uh some of his passes that he made really disappointed me uh his reads often he's willing to check down instead of go deep especially as he became more um more eyes were on him it's like he didn't want to make dumb mistakes ironically it actually cost him um a lot of draft status and also it caused him to make some dumb mistakes he did only play one game this year before they shut down due to covid uh, so we don't really have a lot of tape on him this year i mean his legs are incredible he fits the bill for what could be like a konami code quarterback who just breaks out and is the darling of this draft class um, if you are value drafting this is a guy i would target he's probably going to get drafted to a team with a starter um, I would still pick him up. He has all of the, the tools necessary to become a fantasy asset very quickly. Number 10, we have CJ Stroud out of Ohio State, draft class 2023. Again, we have one of these uh, freshmen last year who really, really, really fits the bill. He is a very high performer, high composition score, good uh, recruiting pedigree, has a lot of the natural assets. Looking at some of his practice film, looking at some of his uh, in-game film, he, he has command of the offense. He has a lot of... Um, a lot of poise, but what's incredible is if you watched any amount of games at all this year, you saw CJ Stroud sitting on the bench with one of his good friends, Chris Olave. Uh, in fact, a lot of people are estimating that CJ Stroud is the reason Chris Olave came back. Him and Garrett Wilson, all three of them have a very good connection. CJ Stroud taking command of that offense. I'm excited to see what he can do. Number 11, Kyle Trask out of Florida. I've never been high on Kyle Trask, even when he was blowing up the NFL um, or the NCAA. Justin and I always disagreed on on. Kyle Trask is long-term professional ability. Kyle Trask to me fits the bill of an overproductive, underwhelming asset. Um, he was he by every metric possible. He scored more expected touchdowns, through for more expected yards, and and wasn't as uh, was a from an uh, analytical view was an, a complete shock, an enigma. He should not have had the success he had uh, based on every metric, but he did. So we have to deal with that. 
But I ultimately don't believe that when the pressure got to him, he made smart decisions. I don't think he's a smart quarterback. I think he was an incredibly talented, uh, with an incredibly talented arm. But I don't know if if he has enough to take you to the next level. If I am an NFL uh, GM and I'm needing a quarterback at the end of the first round, I'm not taking Kyle Trask. I would rather take Trey Lance. I would either rather, uh, I'd even might consider taking someone we're going to get to in just a moment out of this 2021 class. So we also have uh, we go into 2023. Uh, number 12 here is Bryce Young out of Alabama. Uh, this is a guy who has been paired with DJ and CJ for a while now. Bryce Young is mobile, probably the most mobile quarterback in that draft class. He was an absolute athlete uh, with a very surprisingly good arm. I'm interested to see how he fits into this offense. With Steve Sarkeesian gone, I do have some questions. Their offensive coordinator, how they're going to adjust and adapt, what that's going to mean for uh, people like him. Um, what, what's going to happen to uh, to his mobility, is it going to be utilized? Are they going to try to force him into a different scheme? Are they going to go in a different direction? With a lot of questions, that's why he dropped so low in my rankings. Um, I, I think he has all the potential to be a top five, top six Devi guy going into next season for sure. Uh, so keep an eye on him. And if you want to take a late round flyer on a guy who could have incredible value moving forward, Bryce Young is your boy. Speaking of a guy deep down the road, we come to number 13, Caleb Williams out of Oklahoma, draft class 2024. He was the number uh, one composite recruit coming out of high school this year went to Lincoln Riley system he fits the mold of every every other quarterback that's done well there mobile quick decision making very good arm um, and doesn't make mistakes that's kind of what Lincoln Riley's looking for um, so if you need another late round guy uh, Caleb Williams may be someone to keep an eye on maybe not this year maybe next year but keep an eye on him Number 14, we have Jaden Daniels out of Arizona State, quarterback 2022 class. Um, he's the full package. I think next year we're going to see a huge breakout. It would not surprise me at all if he is in the first-round conversation going into the NFL draft next year, uh, maybe even a top 10, top 15 consideration. Jaden Daniels, I think, is poised for an incredible season. Arm strength is what really stands out to me. Decision-making really stands out to me. Mobility is incredible. The problem I have with Jaden Daniels is that when he gets outside the pocket, he makes bad decisions. So we're going to have to work on that coming into this next year for me to feel comfortable putting him any higher in my Debbie rankings. And we'll end out our top 15 list with Jamie Newman out of Georgia, 2021 quarterback. Georgia, Wake Forest, kind of, he was in the transfer portal when he when he decided to go. Um, I'm really interested to see what Jamie Newman can do. I'm really excited. I think he's actually a very good quarterback. I think there's going to be a lot of mystery around him. Uh, without with Maybe without a combine, this is going to be a little more interesting. We'll see what he does at his pro day. I believe a team's going to take a shot on Jamie Newman. I think they're going to be very pleased. It would not surprise me at all to see Jamie Newman as one of the best quarterbacks coming out of this class. Um, and I, as a hot take, I actually would take him over Kyle Trask. I feel more comfortable taking him over Kyle Trask. So just to run down our top 15 list, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Spencer Radler, Keaton Slovis, Zach Wilson, DJU, Mac Jones, Sam Howell, Trey Lance, CJ Stroud, Kyle Trask, Bryce Young, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Jamie Newman. Peace out, everybody. I hope you uh, have enjoyed this. And on next week, we're going to be taking on the wide receiver class. I, um, I'm excited for that. I think we have a lot to look forward to with the season, you know, kind of the offseason getting kind of underway. We'll see some free agent moves happening. We've already seen a couple happen. I hope that we see some happening in our trade block. So get it going, guys. Get it popping. And let's see what happens as we move forward.